This device isn't a spaceship. It's a time machine. Goes backwards, forwards. Takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called yes, the wheel. We are. You have an intro? It's called the carousel. That's cool. So this is my uh, this is my first non-night owl space without a voice changer. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah that's good, man. That's good. Come on yeah. out. Come on into the ranks of the uh, of the face fags, man. We. I, I, I do actually. Gonna... Yeah, I just got off I... Raw Eggs podcast and we were talking about this very this very thing. Oh, what you guys have to say about it? Well, you know, he's always been very pro. I'm going to put my sunglasses on because it's very sunny in here. Um, cool. Uh, he, he, you know, he is very, for a long time, he's been very suspicious of anybody who is uh, and not Anon, as many of you guys are. And, um, you know, we published this piece on the carousel by this, like, young artist guy about all these Anons, Soul Bra, Bap, Delicious Tacos, others showing face yeah. and Wait, tacos, is showing, tacos is showing face yeah he has i I don't want to say more than that but he has okay okay um so yeah we're just talking about why this is happening you know but bobby mars's point is that it's like it's almost like a pokemon getting its like biggest form you know when it's like yeah. you you start as an anon you get to a certain point and then to go to the next level like your final form you have to show your face a hundred percent. Yeah, there's a cap. There's a cap. I mean, because people need to be able to relate to a person, even if even if they like you for your takes or even if they like you for your ideas. It's like you can't fully judge it without without it being that. I mean, I'm 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 ready to be a voice. I've decided that I'm ready to be a voice. I don't know if I'm ready to be a face. Yeah, baby steps, baby steps. Mm -hmm. Also, you're so Kavef Anon. Have you always been Kavef Anon or Kavef? I, I used to be Kafifi Anon, and then uh, BAP decided that that, I, that, it, that it was better pronounced Kavef Anon. So I like went with the BAP pronunciation from then on. Um, I've yeah, I've I've uh, <laughs> I, I've been commenting on the internet for God for for a very very long time now for for you know for decades, and uh, I used to have a few other IDs out there that I used to comment under, but now I'm just Kafefe Anon. And Kafefe Anon, I have by far the most infamy under this name. Yeah. Well, you're one of the best. I I, I think oh, you, you are uh, one of my faves by far. Oh, you thank know, you. You're, you're known for um, the woke is more correct than the mainstream, which why yep. don't you explain what that means? Sure. I mean, that's a, that's a fun one. It's, it's, I noticed it when I saw like a, uh, like all the diversity training materials where they're like, they're like, oh, whiteness is being on time and doing a good job. And like, like all these things that they're running down and you're like, Hey, you know, those things are pretty good. You know, like I'm pretty glad that that's the case. And, and so they, yeah. So that's like the first one that I really realized. I'm like, you know what? Like these people are saying the exact same thing that all the internet racists are saying, but they're just saying, and that's bad at the end of it. So right. it's like, no, no, I just agree. Yeah, I agree. You're right. You're right about all these things, except I'm not going to be a coward and back out of it. But like yeah. there's, there's, if you want to get into details, there's like seven different ways that I cataloged that the woke are more correct than the mainstream. Yeah. And they're, uh, 
Uh, hold on, sorry about that. And there, there, you know, there's like a lot of detail, and there's like a lot of philosophical different ones. But you know, like that's the that's the big one that I first noticed. Yeah, and, and then I and then I kept a catalog of of like hundreds of examples of them, and then I never classified all the hundreds of examples. But yeah, I definitely uh, yeah, it's like yeah. not blasting your music on the bus is yeah. genetic. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> like right. The it is. believes this, and you're like, you're right. It, it, it's actually true. Like that. Yes, yeah. that is why that is. Yeah. Um. No. Well, I mean, it's you know, there, the, the funny thing is, it's like okay. So like here, here's an here's another one that I just got into the timeline about right now. I just got into a little debate on this in the timeline. Is that you know brain size differs by race, right? And so. If you look at the if you look at the thing, the implications of the implications of and this is not a woke more correct. This is just them being wrong, but not thinking through their the implications of what they're saying is like the Ibram X. Kendi thing that they can't bring themselves to disagree with are all group differences are the result of discrimination, racism. Right. So therefore, logically, that implies that racism causes different groups to have different brain growth. Like how freaking bizarre an assertion is that? <laughs> yeah yeah so that's right. not woke more correct but that's just a funny thing that i'm going through right now well maybe that is more more woke more correct also because it's like i mean it's true right like physical differences between especially american black people can be explained largely by the history of slavery right i mean like it's same with jews like i everybody always is up in a uproar about why Jews are overrepresented. And it's a lot because just it's a culling process. You know what I mean? For, like, right? For, Did well, you believe in yeah. that? Okay. Well, well, what do you mean by a culling process? You mean genetically? For who? Well, yeah. I mean, Jew, it's like, why yeah. did the sneakiest, most manipulative Jews exist? It's because it's the Jews who get out, right? It's like the, the good ones who are just hanging around get killed over history okay so that's an interesting question because yeah there's there's some that get killed and like you know i mean look look you it's definitely an interesting question about how how jews are the way they are and like you ever read uh greg cochran's the ten thousand year explosion greg cochran and harry harpending's the ten thousand year explosion no because, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting book because it's about it's about it's about human evolution, and one of the things he talks about is is the differences and what caused the differences, genetic differences between Jews and other European whites. And he talks about how, like, there's actually it seems like the implication is basically that it seems like the Jews were under heavy selective pressure just for intelligence. So they kind of good hearts laud intelligence, where this is what happens if you maximize just intelligence without without all the other traits around it, like. In other European whites, when you have a high, highly intelligent person, it means that he's actually just a, like a good genetic sample. Like he's got like low mutation rate and he's just like, like, you know, like the example is like, like higher IQ, higher IQ people within the same group are usually like more athletic and better looking and like all this, like, and it doesn't go up linearly because when you get to the top, the correlations get all screwed up. But if you just took a group of 105s and compared them to a group of 110s and you had them play tennis against each other, the 110s would likely beat the 105s if you wow. had enough. That's interesting. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's like you're just a, a better all around specimen. Yeah, you're just carrying less mutational loads. So you've yeah. just got like a better built brain. But yeah. then when you get to a group like 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 what they're saying is like Jews, because they were in white collar professions and a lot of their survival was dependent on and caused by 
how good they are at business and how good they are at trading, you have a little bit of a different selective pressure. And the selective pressure is more directly on intelligence. And because you have a more direct selective pressure on intelligence, then you have other things like like he talks about the interesting one of the interesting things he talks about is how like a lot of the genetic disorders that Ashkenazi Jews are prone to are have effects on the nervous system. And mm. so when you're heterozygous for them, you just get the benefit of basically being smarter, getting better nerves, getting better brain, getting better neurons. But when you're you're homozygous for it, then you get you know, like I think, like Tay Sachs is one of the is Tay Sachs like a nervous syndrome or what? what I, I don't know if it's a nervous syndrome, I but I think it has nervous nervous implications. This is just yeah, this is a very interesting thing. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. It's also um, Anakachian had a cool thing of like Ashkenazis are defined by high IQ but low impulse control. Which well, I think is very th true. I think that that's, well, that's like Jews are basically reverse black people. That's what I. That's how I think of Jews. They're like well, they're yeah. like black people turned inside out. Well, it's it's a lot of these things are like. <laughs> okay, so it's because they're kind of like like kind of womanish in personality wise. It's like 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 narcissism, group narcissism, and like and and all these things you can kind of see the evolutionary effect of it. It's like the ones who are just got along with people and like could meld into the normal society yeah they if you're a tiny right. minority yeah you'll yeah. just end up marrying a, a christian and like your your genes get 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 spread out into the real world into not the real world but into the wider pool and you're just you're you know so the the jews that are left are like the result of boiling off yeah no i i definitely think there's something to it like there's there's the a very off oh, Oh, God, sorry, I forgot to I forgot to mute my phone. I I had that on the list of things that I was going to do. I can't I don't know hear, if you can it, hear it. So it's fine. okay. Good, yeah. good. Okay, good. So it was just ringing, so I muted it, so that won't that won't happen again. Hmm. Yeah. So the 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 like the group narcissism is like very. It's like like in a lot of ways they like act like because and 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 I said this on another on another. I think I was on the Alex Kashu's podcast where I said it's like that's like convergent evolution. It's it's like a lot of the groups and a lot of the things. If you put if you put people under the same kind of selective pressures that women were under, you'll get the same results because the same solutions to the same game theory problems come about. So like narcissism and like self confidence and that kind of stuff and like the everybody's kind of out to get me, so I have to believe in my own righteousness to an unreasonable degree is like a very good negotiating tactic. Because when you confront why, people, why why have that, why were women convergently evolved for that? I've never heard. Well, of this. okay, well, okay. So, so I, I don't know if you know, like the the okay. So women women are like there's um there's a famous chart that I post. And I haven't posted it in a while because I haven't really been like evolution woman posting. I've just been like other kind of woman posting lately. But there's a famous chart where you see the uh, the dip in the surviving Y chromosomes, and Y chromosomes are only carried by men, so you can see the male survival lines with it. And then you see that like the mitochondrial DNA takes no dip whatsoever, about 10,000, starting at about 10,000 years ago, a little bit before. So basically what happened is you have a few successful male lines and you have every woman alive successfully reproducing. So women are, are the only things women are kind of really selected for are don't mess up your social standing enough that you're such an outcast that you like really, really fail. So like they kind of have this like this little bit like of like they, they kind of have this like this pressure where it's like, well, really, we're dependent on men to survive. And so our entire thing is like how to manipulate men. 
And that's really our entire thing, which is similar in a way, not exactly the same, but similar in a way to merchant behavior that doesn't have anything to do with like manufacturing, where it's like you're dealing with business of other people and you're dealing with contacts and you're dealing with business kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's a sort wow. of similar thing. So it's it sort of brings up sort of similar behaviors, even though they're not exactly the same. But that's fascinating. Yeah. You do you ever watch Transparent, the tranny no. show? So oh, no, no. the first season of Transparent is fantastic. It's like really, yeah. really well written. It's so similar to Girls. You know how oh, like uh, so good. first good season of Girls fan. was fit great. It was so yeah. good. It's yeah. very similar to that. Like the first season of Transparent is extremely good. And I, you know what I think happens with these shows like that and, and similar situations is, or like, you know what else is like? This is serial season one, it, the, the podcast is hmm. it's like a girl makes it, but there's some shadow guy involved in it who's yeah. like, you never know who he is, but he's basically like doing it, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and like, you don't, you never really find out who it is, but the, he's like, okay, I'll help you out with season one, right? And I think like <laughs> Serial, this was obviously, uh, what's his name? Who does This American Mind? This American Mind, This American Life. American Mind, the uh, the publication? No, no, This oh. American Life is... Oh, okay. What, do you know that? Ameri you know who I'm talking about. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, this but I'm, I'm bad life. with names. I'm bad with names. I like, I learn everybody's like... Ira Glass. By a combination. Well, yeah, Ira, Ira Glass. Okay. Yeah, oh, so oh, yeah, Ira yeah, Glass yeah. was the guy behind Serial... Uh, he really was the guy who did serial season one, which is why it was such, right. it was such a success. I think it's like th those two shows. There was like some gay man behind the scenes, like doing everything for them. And then season two comes around and then that guy goes, I'm not helping you anymore because it's successful and this is not my job. And then the show goes to shit because it's like the, the person who, you know, the woman who was doing it just, she wasn't she didn't actually do the first season so she couldn't yeah. then like come and do the second season anyway season uh uh season 1 of transparent is really good and there's a whole speech in it about jews being like metaphysically feminine yeah and like <laughs> and how like the coming of feminism and the coming of of like you know, the longhouse world is fundamentally Jewish. And it's like an example of Jewish taking over. And it's totally a woke more correct than the mainstream <laughs> one. You know, it's like, it's like Jews admitting that they oh, have yeah. feminized society, you know? And, and it's like, and, yeah. and it's all about this man turning into a woman. And it's like, holy shit. It's like, they're being honest about it. It's, it's great. Yeah. As long as you think it's good, it's fine. Yeah. As long as you don't think, yeah. As long as you can say, I mean, you know, that's, that's, it's Michael Anton celebration parallax, right? As long as you say it's good, you can say basically whatever you want. You know? like, <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Black people murder more, but it's good. It's, 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 yeah, it's but fine. it's good. It's good that they do that. You <laughs> it's, know? Good. It's, it's good. That's it's not good. one of the ones you can say. You know, one, one of the ones you can say is you can say that you can't say that the, there's a great replacement, but you can talk about how we need immigrants because there's not enough rep native reproduction and immigrants have way more kids. You can say those two things, yeah. but you can't say it's a you can't say it's an intentional replacement. Like right. you can't combine the two. <laughs> Yeah, you you can say, yeah, we need these people to, to come in here, which I don't really understand that that viewpoint. Like, what, where do they get this shit from? Like, where do they <laughs> think, like, oh yeah, it's good if if everybody if we replace our youth with 
poor brown people? Like where, who I thought mean, that the, up? The answer, the answer is just that they don't, they don't think through the implications. Cause the implication, in other words, if you think that like the right has put more thought into the left's justifications and statements than the left ever did. Right. The yeah. right talks about the right talks about magic dirt. And the reason we talk about magic dirt and they're confused about it is because the implication is that if you move these people into America, they just become Americans because the dirt here is magic. But they yeah. don't even think through it that much. They don't even think about it. They're just like, well, obviously, it's just people are all the same. And you're like, well, then why are the countries they're in bad? And then they're just like, I don't know, racism or something. I don't really think about it. Like, they just literally do not think about these things. We think about them. They don't think about them because everything they do is sort of – everything they do is sort of a uh, – <laughs> it's like, it's like just – they're looking for a thought terminating cliche if they're uncomfortable and they're looking for a thing to shout for their own group if they're comfortable. Like, how do I justify getting power for my group? So they don't think about them. They feel about them. Yeah. You yeah. know, they and have they, they yeah. have feelings and then they try yeah. and pair their feelings with logic, which rarely doesn't really work. I think all the time about how 20 years ago. Uh, you know, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor wrote the right. affirmative action decision, and she said in it, in 25 years, we won't need affirmative action. We won't need <laughs> these racial d distinctions because, of course, there's no difference in the races. The only thing is that the, this group has been disadvantaged. So in equity, we're going to boost them up for 20 years, and then it'll be solved. And mm. that was 25 years ago. And it didn't luckily, <laughs> luckily, 25 years just happens to correspond with an amount of time where she's just not going to be on the scene anymore as right. like a live yeah. person. And nobody yeah. says, so hey, she you were totally to wrong. It. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody like there's no accountability. So it was no, just no. like a feeling that she had. But the, the funny thing about the no accountability thing is, is and, and, and I, I like to tie this into like the statue tearing downs. Like the no accountability is these people are tearing down statues because America has, and this is this is my uh, near is my near reactionary thing. America has been basically like a left wing country with a strain of right wing that kind of makes it survive and kind of makes it work. But like all the heroes of America, in a lot of ways, are like the left wing people of the day. So they've been tearing down statues, and then like you try to make a logical case, oh, that guy was an abolitionist, ah, but he held XYZ belief that's regressive and reactionary, if you get one who even knows. But the thing is, they will tear down all the statues of the past because everybody in the past, it turns out, was, was a reactionary because they didn't advance to 2024 progressivism. They were only in 1968 progressivism, so they believed this thing. Like Sandra Day O'Connor was basically a progressive because she believed everybody was equal, and if you gave everybody an equal chance, then you would do that because that's the rhetoric that progressives and leftists needed, and I know Sandra Day O'Connor was allegedly a conservative and was appointed by Reagan, blah, 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 but she's still, you know, that's still not <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, mm. totally. totally. And, yeah, and even yeah. she believed this, this crap. Oh yeah. 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 Well, the joke I like to say is the joke I like to say is the only people who sincerely ever believed in liberalism are conservatives. Like <laughs> liberalism is just a tool and it always was only just a tool. And the only people like it was just a tool to tear down tear down structures to tear basically to tear down the aristocracy and go from the old structure to the new structure and the only thing the only people who ever believed the the, the surface stuff or the people who weren't really interested in power were interested in ideas and they're kind of chumps for believing in it 
So wait, but what do you mean exactly by the conservatives? Uh, you always have these like reversal things. Oh yeah. Uh, so well, what, this is what, definitely reversal. This is definitely yeah. reversal. Okay, so it's like the conservatives believed in like race blind merit and that kind of thing, and the the liberals didn't believe in that. The leftists who are, who were also like aligned with the liberals, and the liberal thing was the liberal quote unquote liberal meaning. God, this is this is tough because the, there's liberals got two meanings, and I mean it sometimes in the in the American political sense, and then sometimes in the you know, classical liberal sense. And at the same time, there's a divide on the left between liberals and leftists, right? Because the more left people are leftists and then the more forward centrists are liberals. So I'm going to try to be as clear as I can when explaining this. But like, so the justification was under liberalism, meaning classical liberalism, that these people were treated unfairly and it didn't let them self-actualize in who they were and it didn't let our society be the best it could, which is, you know, like free markets and fairness and all that nonsense, right? And that was one angle. And the other angle was the leftists were like, look, I don't know whether the differences are real or not, but I know that if people think that these differences and outcomes are a problem, it gives me the opportunity to get a massive amount of power. And then as it turns out, if the differences are natural – then the power that I get will never go away because the differences will only get worse and worse over time the more right. we implement our solutions. Yes, yeah. Okay. And the only people who believed in the original nonsense were the liberals who become like the IDW centrist types. Got and it. The, yeah. the, the, conser the classical liberal, the classical yeah. liberal who believes and, in the and old the ideas. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're lagging behind. What does what uh, Moba call them? The outer party. They're the lagging behind yeah. as the outer party, believing stupidly in the things that liberalism believing stupidly in the thing saying. that you just made up as a justification. Yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly. And they're like, "What do you mean? Like, no, I thought we were liberal." <laughs> yeah, thought I thought we believed in colorblindness, freedom of speech. Like, what happened to that? Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny to watch the flip in freedom of speech because that one happened in my lifetime, right? Yeah. And that one happened in probably in your lifetime too, right? You remember when liberals were free in favor of freedom of speech, and I just. Yeah. I wrote an effort post recently about this. Like I talked about how they were freedom of speech because they sincerely and honestly believed the 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 thing that the quote that they had that um reality has a liberal bias. Do you remember that quote that they used to have? Oh, yeah. right? And that was during the Bush administration. Yeah. Like reality has a liberal bias. And there was like somebody in the Bush administration who actually kind of a little bit understood power and was like, you know, we're the actors, we're the doers, we're the ones who make things. You guys are the people who report on it, talking to the press. And he was right about that, but not exactly, didn't really grasp the full implications of it. So that was a that was like, like an interesting little conflict. But aren't we being a little bit we're being a little bit like pessimistic, I think. Right. I mean, it's like, they, they, I, it, while it's true that everything you're saying is correct in a, in a sense, in a sort of systems analysis sense, this is probably yeah. all true, but at the same time, the genealogy of America as somewhere that has free speech really, I mean, mm -hmm. I think, and somebody said this recently, but I've been saying this for a while. America fundamentally is not about free speech. It's not about guns. It is about freedom of assembly. That is like the core American okay. tenet. That it, it is America is Burning Man. 
<laughs> that's, that's like nice. America is essentially Burning Man. It's like a, yeah, it's like a it's place most... where that is you have these. It's like a sandbox that is created for capitalism and trade to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. And in and words, religions and, you know, however you want to make your own little camp, right? Like, that's essentially what America is. And the rules that gave birth to that sort of sandbox, those are in our genes, right? Whether they're liberal, yeah. I mean, in a way, they're reactionary rules. This is a Robert Conquest thing, right? Yeah. Like, freedom of speech is actually a reactionary rule. You could you could see it as a reactionary rule if you well, want. Well, I can see you, I can see I see freedom of speech as both ways, but let's let's yeah. stay, I mean like cuz I think there's a there's a whole digression we can go to on there, but I like this idea. In other words, the idea is that America is in a way implicitly like very federal in the in the you know, it's a very federated thing. It's like, all right, you don't like it here, fine. Go go build your own blank. Yes. And yeah. you could go do it. And even if there's, there's a lot of the people who went and did those things had a lot of ideas that were sort of like the leftist ideas of the time, like I'm going to go form a commune, like at least it was like, all right, I'll try it out. Yeah. So and well, and that's why capitalism, that. capitalism yeah. saved it, because if well, there wasn't is money the ultimate of that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. If there wasn't money involved, it wouldn't have worked. Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. after the French Revolution. That all didn't work because there was no money attached to it. You know, yeah. they, it was all communism, essentially. You know, it was like well, yeah. it was very communist. And then it collapsed immediately, whereas America worked because it was like, we're going to we're going to allow trade between these little these little federalized uh, communities. Right. And it's like, all right, yeah. you build your thing around puritanism. You know, you build your thing around whatever weird like Catholicism you're bringing from the old world. And we're going to see what happens. We're going to see, you know, who wins or we're going to see what each community can get out of the next. Well, did you, you ever see that threat? You ever see that thread about, um, I believe it's uh, by, uh, wait, hold on one second. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me make sure I get his name right. <laughs> uh, he's Owen and he's a very interesting poster on Twitter. And he talks about how, um, like the big divide, the big divide in in Christianity is not between, not between Protestantism and Catholic and Catholicism or Orthodoxy, but more between, um, like weird dissenters, yeah. and the more formal church, totally, and like a, totally, yeah, and America is the weird dissenter, absolutely, kind of hundred percent. Did yeah. you ever, did you ever see the whole uh, four folkways thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in seed. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> so that's. Basically that in a nutshell, right? It's like mm. you have these four dissenting forms of Christianity, which are Puritanism, Quakerism, Cavaliers, which is, I guess, not Christianity. But Cavaliers I mean, aren't. Well, no, Cavaliers really were not not the dissenters. Cavaliers were sort of they like were the, the old heirs. world. Yeah, they were the yeah. they were the hierarchical old ones who came over. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the border reavers who are just insane, you know, like <laughs> like rednecks. Yeah, but honestly, in a lot of ways. In a yeah. lot of ways, they're the they're the best Americans, right? Oh they're, yeah, no, they're no, the totally. Americans. we love the border. We love the border. No, no, but not only do they're we the love the borders. Well, yeah. no, no, not only do we love the borders, but like when you think of the best of America, like the like the America fuck yeah kind of stuff, like that whole like you know yeah. like like so, Trump saying they tested and he didn't actually say this, but like the joke they tested my DNA and it wasn't DNA, it was USA. <laughs> that's like a that's like a that's pure borderer. That's like pure like what yeah. they love and like you know that's kind of like yeah they're they're I mean they're great out of, out of the four of them though I like that my sympathies are obviously with the Cavaliers. I mean the borderers are fantastic too. They're great people. Yeah, no, that's right. We love them for that reason. Mm-hmm.
<laughs> but anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. You were saying that that it's about Christianity and its dissenters. Yeah, it's, it's America is more the dissenter. That, that's what he was saying is he was making the point that America is not really the, about the Protestant Catholic Protestant Catholic Orthodox divide, but about dissenters versus like high church. Low church right. We're the church. weird. We're yeah. the weirdos. You know, it's yeah. it's like we're founded by the weirdos and the weirdos did actually an incredible job of setting up this system. And I mean, you know, these guys were geniuses. I mean, they were total outliers. Uh, now, what are, you, are you talking about the post-World War II? You're talking about FDR's guys? No, no, no. I'm talking about the founding fathers. You okay. know, it's like they they created this, this system. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the founding fathers, I think the founding fathers, I'm willing to credit them with being massively huge. They have huge amounts of personal virtue and they were, they were prodigies and they were fantastic people. But I think that the design of the system that they came up with was possibly one of the worst designed governments in all, <laughs> of all time. Of all of history. I mean, okay. it was like they took they took the best ideas of Europe and like the, the cutting edge liberalism of the day was like, we're going to have a constitution. And like literally they're on this unsettled continent with all this pressure, not on not entirely unsettled, but like a continent where there's not a unified. In other words, they're not France next door to Germany. Right. You know, they're 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 next to scattered Indian tribes who are threats, but not necessarily like existential threats. And they took this continent and they went from in in the in the lifetime of the grandchildren of the guys who signed and put the Constitution into place. They had a massive civil war over something that they knew was a divide between the two sides when, when it when it happened, when, when they signed the Constitution. How do you do that? You know, what I mean? how do you do that and say that the system was well designed? And then the, and then the whole thing was thrown out, like the whole system was thrown out and re-upped and re, yeah. re, uh, redone. You know. So what what do you think the flaws of the system are? Uh, okay, so they basically thought that just because you have a contract, that contracts kind of enforce themselves. Because the idea of the Constitution was it was a contract. It was a contract in a lot of ways between the two between the two parties of the of the War of Northern Aggression slash the Civil War, depending on the on the ways you want to look at it. It was between the the more. I want to say the like the Puritan Quaker religious alliance against the Cavalier, the Cavalier Border Reaver alliance right. of states, where the Puritans and the Quakers hit upon the moral formula is that you we think that you are not allowed to rule because the things you do when you rule are evil. And the specific thing that they hit on was slavery. So this is a very like a like a very um like I don't want to say it's a woke more correct because it's not exactly that, but it's a very like at the time the Civil War is not thought of as being quote unquote about slavery. That is thought of as Confederate propaganda. The war is supposed to be about preserving the Union, but at the same time, the 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 Southern the implicit Confederate position is: look, if you don't press us on this, you'll press us on something else eventually. And the question isn't whether we'll have slavery. The question is whether we can rule our states or not. And that's really what it's about. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's this Lewis Carroll quote that I always, that I love to put this one on the timeline. And you'll have to give me like one second to dig it up. Um, give me one second, I'll dig it up. And Lewis who? Lewis Carroll, guy who wrote Alice Oh yeah, Wonderland. Lewis Carroll. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you can hear my, my typing. Here we go. Uh, when I use a word, Humpty Dumpty said in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. 
The question is, said Alice, whether you can make words mean so many different things. The question is, said Humpty Dumpty, which is to be master? That is all. So it's a question of, you know what I mean? Like, it's like not, it's it's not about is slavery right or wrong? It's about who gets to decide that yeah. slavery is right or wrong. And if it's not slavery, then it's going to be something else. Because th did they stop after the Civil War? Did they stop going on moral crusades after the Civil War? No, they did not. You know? Yeah. Well, but right. But that still doesn't answer. I mean, that that's true of any system, right? Any, through this lens... All, I don't think you know, it's true of any system. Chaos, chaos is a ladder, right? It, it, all there yeah. is is power. And I, I agree. I see the world this way also. I see it as that. It's just power. And, you know, you could say the same thing about religious power. It's just uh, it doesn't really matter what the religion is. What matters is they get to decide and they get to exert their power on over other people. Right? right. I mean, that, that you can't say that that's specific of America, though, can you? OK, but OK, so so here's here's the thing is. How you get this is funny because this is we're, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're having this conversation about two weeks before Richard Hanania is, is, is supposed to debate Curtis Yarvin on about monarchy versus monarchy versus democracy. Right. And. I think what you're seeing with this is you're seeing the downstream effect of not having a monarchy, because if you have a king, you have a totally different system than if you don't, because if you don't have a king, every, okay, imagine it this way, right? Imagine you're in a tournament of some kind of game, just, just a game, whatever the game is, right? And you discover a rules exploit in the game, and it makes the game a completely different thing. Like you discover that there's some like loophole in the rules of chess that you can very easily play games in such a way that nobody who enjoys chess likes them. Like, like, I don't know, like you just, whatever, whatever it is you discover in whatever game you discover a flaw. Now in an oligarchical system, the only thing you can do is press that flaw as hard as you can, because if you don't press that flaw, you lose your position and your power to other people who will press that flaw. In a monarchical system where you have a king, the king looks at the whole system ideally and says, okay, this is a big flaw in the system. The system is not going to function the way I want it to for the good of my descendants and for the good of my realm that I own as the king. And so I'm going to change the system. And in an oligarchical system, you can't do that because any power you use, you expend to change the system for the benefit of everyone changes the system for everyone's benefit. And everyone else gets the benefit and only you pay the cost. And you and as a result, you you're the outcast, you're the loser. You know, you're 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 Semmelweis trying to explain, you know, trying to explain washing your hands to doctors and you die a poor outcast. That kind of thing. So America, by setting up a democratic system and then being unable to be militarily attacked <laughs> because it would collapse otherwise. It kind of operated differently. Power here operated differently. So the the way that you gain power within the American system has implications for what you're going to use the American system system's power to do. The same way that when the Soviet Union was a new state, they were massively expansionist. And why were they massively expansionist? Because the ideology that held the ruling class together of the Soviet Union, the thing that gave them their abyssaya, however you pronounce that word, the thing that gave them their cohesion was an ideology that said that there's going to be worldwide revolution. And so they had to, they were forced to do that 
to maintain their own internal position, it forced them to take a different external position. And so they became expansionists because of how they cooperated with each other. So I think the same, you see the same thing in America where you see America doing holy crusades because being holier than the, than the other guy is how you get power within the American system to begin with. Yeah, it's funny how, isn't it funny how communism is like messianic? In that way, it's like you mean exactly the same way the American system is messianic. (laughs) Well, but how is how is the American system more or less? Because to me, uh, the American system doesn't rely on a messiah in the sense that there's a global cataclysm, right? Communism is ramping up to the global cataclysm. Yeah, because there's a single global thing. There's right. a day that's going to happen. There's yeah. Judgment Day, which is the yeah. day of the workers' revolution. Exactly. And there's no Judgment Day. There's no Judgment Day in the American thing. But the yeah. thing is, but there is very much a a strain of this cries to heaven. This is a crime that calls to heaven for redress in the American system. And like you can have the villain of the day is you know like like it's it's been Putin for a while because because they don't have gay pride parades basically like their treatment of the gays is insufficiently deferential and that is a crime that cries out to heaven for redress yeah right? isn't it funny how how uh do you know like where they the Plymouth Rock or not Plymouth Rock wherever the Mayflower landed yeah is now it's what's the place in Cape Cod that's like the gay uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah where, where they had the where they had the big very early in COVID. Yeah, they the very early in COVID, breakout. they had the gay yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, but I'm not, I, I forget the name. Provincetown. That's it. Yeah, that is where the Mayflower landed. <laughs> the Mayflower landed <laughs> totally is literally like the gayest place in the United States now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean you, you're right. Okay, I I can accept a lot of this. Um, I just. I just don't know if it's distinctly, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. If the overall argument is democracy is misguided, then sure, it's, of course, obviously it is. And obviously we're reaching the limits of of that. That being said, is monarchy the solution? I don't know about that. Because, you know, again, it's the Burning Man thing. You know, you don't, a centralized authority is good for certain things, as you said. the 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 example you gave is yeah. very good. The you know the uh, if you don't have a single yeah, vision, the, the overs- theoretical the theoretical framework of why right. Yeah. If you don't have that 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 oversight and that unilateral power, then yeah, you're going to have all these kind of like glitches in the code. And, you know, people are just going to exploit these glitches in the code all day long and and it's mm-hmm. going to kind of like ruin the system, which is what's happening now. I mean, that's exactly yeah. we're, we're like dying of that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's really like a vac. It's a problem of like vacuums in the code that people are just occupying. On the other hand, there's also flaws. I mean, like there's all kinds of issues on the other hand with monarchy Absolutely. Isn't there. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of things that can't happen. And. And uh, what if the king is a retard? What? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. King, or like, or uh, there's also systematic problems with unilateral power involving tyranny, you know, and involving yeah, okay. mis- mistreating people. And you okay, know, I'm gonna I'm of... gonna object to that. I'm gonna object to that. Okay. And, and, and like, it, it certainly happens, right? But I think the thing is that we're con- we're we're very much conditioned. We live under we don't live under okay. So so the first thing is I think we don't live under a democracy 
because democracy was sort of semi-tried and it was a disaster. We live under, it, it's just nothing functions. It's crazy. It's easy to manipulate the public in a lot of ways. We live under oligarchy, right? And the oligarchy cloaks itself as a democracy. And I don't buy, and by oligarchy, I don't mean Elon Musk is an oligarch. I mean, if you want to talk about a prototypical oligarch, Anthony Fauci is an oligarch. Like, okay. like these, these hive creatures, these bug creatures, Claudine Gay is one of the oligarchs. These hive creatures, these bug creatures that, that implement or that are infested in all of the things. I don't know if Gay is an oligarch. Oh, she's a, she's a, a she's a totem, a pet. Yeah, she's, she's a, a pet. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. That's, that's it. fine too. But she does, but she does, you know, look, I mean, she has some measure of power within Harvard and she, you know, enough so, and, and, and more so than just getting her $900,000 a year salary for doing nothing. Like she has, you know, if she accuses somebody of racism, then that somebody has a problem. So yeah. she's got some power within the system. So she is in some ways, she's got more power than I do, yeah. right? She's in yeah. some ways an oligarch. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. But all I'm saying is I just want to contrast that with Jeff Bezos is not an oligarch, even though that that's what you mean by an oligarch, because Jeff Bezos has got to like kind of beg for permission to be allowed to keep his to keep Amazon if they ever if they ever screw with him, like the way Mark Zuckerberg gets hauled in front of Congress to to show that he's running Facebook in a way that is acceptable to the United States government. Like, are you censoring people enough? You're not censoring disinformation enough. And if they think he's not. He'll just lose control of the company to internal forces that are already in place in the company that he couldn't keep out. Right? You really think that that's true, though? I, I can't yeah. think of an example of that happening. I can't think of an example of a true. It happened to Jack at Twitter. Well, but that's not what happened. Jack got Jack was a weirdo. He fought with Evan Williams. You know, yeah, but, they... but he but his employees ultimately took control of the company because his employee from him. Yeah. And like the employees, yeah. the employees at Google have a lot of control over Google and the employees at every one of the big tech companies have a massive. Definitely amount of true of Google. Over... The Google is completely yeah. a, uh, you know, as Conquest says, run by its own enemies. You right. know, that's yeah, that I think that that's it's it is true that there are certainly instances of this. I don't think it's always true, though. I mean, look at what just no, happened no. Uh, to, well, look uh, at what happened. Elon to, took took over Twitter, and yeah, Elon, and then also effort. Sam Altman. You know, they yeah. basically tried to pull this on Sam Altman, and it failed. Right, but the thing is, it it failed, but it it kind of like look look. It's like <laughs> I read a book once. It was very interesting about a, a group of roulette cheaters in in Vegas. It was very interesting how they did it because they didn't do it the way you would think. The way you think is like you try to slide the chips in on the winning number right at the last minute, right? But what they would do instead was they would try to they would try to swap chips for higher value chips covered by a low value chip on the winning number. So they would put down bets on a bunch of them, and then if the one that hit, they would put the they would put the high value chips on, and they'd be like, "Hey, look, I got paid off at this high thing." So the idea is, if you can take free shots all the time, then you might as yeah, well you're take gonna free get... shots all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. win in the long run. You're going to so win like, long run, sure. That that is true, yeah. but that, I don't. I yeah. still don't think that that necessarily means that. Uh, there's not. It, it, I mean, Trump did get elected, right? It's not. It's yeah, not like. It's, but he got elected. But he got elected. But you know, as as people point out, it's like the the second he was elected, even before yeah, he was elected, he was Obama yeah. opened an investigation. Yeah, already. no, no, he was and, totally screwed, and as as yeah. we saw. But I still yeah. don't. Again, this is going to be true of any system. You know, there's going to mm -hmm. be these these problems and these pressures within any yeah. system. Yeah, and it's but it, yeah.
So, so this is just me trying to get the definition of oligarch, though. Oh, yeah, Do you understand? Okay, right, you understand yeah. what I'm saying, though. You understand mm -hmm. what what yeah. I'm when I'm using the word. That's I I want to just refer to like the functionaries of the system. Yeah, like sure. I don't want I don't want to refer to the people that like because I feel like it's sort of like the communist idea that money is power, which I think is very silly in a yeah. lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I got Because it's like, and the the way I like to contrast that is is I have a I have an image and I use this all the time when I get into this debate, and it's one of the you know it's a it's a repeated image that I use. It's there's a pallet of freshly printed dollar bills that's sitting on a runway in Iraq. And it's like, you think that oligarchs can influence the system with money or the people you refer to as oligarchs, you think they can influence the system with money? You're nuts because literally this is a pallet of freshly printed bills, dollar bills, you know, hundred dollar bills that they just ship to Iraq. Like they can print the money. Like, you can't influence the system with money. You can influence the system with influence, yeah. and it's not the same as money. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I get that. All right. So, but you were setting up some bigger point that I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, no, saying, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta okay. go back. I gotta. Yeah, no. no okay. So, I, I think that I, if I could, God, I, I wish I, I wish I had notes so I could go <laughs> back right. to them, but I don't. We're doing this. We're doing this off the cuff. Um. Yeah. Just the the idea is just that. Okay. So you have an you have an oligarchic system. Fuck. Ugh. Damn it! I wish. Can we rewind a second? Can we? Can we look at the? Can we look at the tape? Can we? Pause no, we can't we can look go at back? the tape. No, we can't do hard. that. Okay. All no, right. I think whatever. you were. I think you were setting up a. You. What you were doing is rejecting my argument that tyranny has. Yes. Or sorry. Yes. That, that, yes. Uh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Okay. Thank you. I got completely sidetracked. That's a, that's perfect. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I think we're conditioned to accept as. Like just sort of the quote unquote the way the world works, the things that result from oligarchic tyranny. You expect to get screwed over when dealing with the bureaucracy because, well, nobody's in charge. You expect that and you don't see it as an outrage anymore. Like you expect that, you know, like the Nightmare Vision thread, but the, the Scott Cummings book about the Scott Cummings book about the ethnic cleansing of the American cities, you just expect there to be a lot of random crime and a lot of people killed. It's not it's not an outrage that the system inflicted on you intentionally, even though it is an outrage that the system inflicted on you intentionally. But you're not trained to see it that way. You're trained to see it as part of nature. And I think that, yeah. Tyranny is a problem and tyranny and, and they're tyrannical governments and they're tyrannical kings. But I think that the worst tyrannical king is better in a lot of ways than the things that we accept when things are good in America. Like people had their lives ruined. People had like horrible things happen to them in the, in the cleansing of the cities from the from the 60s and 70s. Oh, horrible, yeah. No, no, I mean, things. it's completely absurd. The things that people right. accept. Well, and it's it's amazing what they will accept, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, and they'll accept more and more every day. Yeah, it's it's truly astounding to me the yeah. things that the everyday average people will just be like, yeah, you know, no problem. They they shit on my face, beat up my child, you know, like yeah. go for it because they, yeah. you know, and they they just don't blink an eye. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right uh, to some degrees, and I think, <clears throat> but I think also if we were living in a, you know, if we were living in a monarchy, you and I would be sitting here we'd be talking about democracy. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't, I, I don't think I would be, you don't because, think so? because, because okay. Because you know what are, you know what really motivates you don't me? think you're a trickster. You don't think you're a trickster. Oh, I am definitely a trickster. So oh, yeah. So you're going to be a trickster no matter where yeah, you're. But, okay. But, no but I'll tell place. you the one thing. 
I tell you the one thing that bothers me more than anything else. The one thing that bothers me more than anything else is unaccountable, not unaccountable power in the in the stupid democratic sense, but unaccountable power in the in the in the way that like nobody made this decision. This decision just happened. And our entire system exists to launder responsibility for decisions. Mm, that's our entire true. system yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's the one thing that bothers me more than anything else. And fundamentally, yeah. I feel like you're either somebody who believes that somebody made a decision, that person's responsible whether it goes well or it goes poorly, and it's fine as long as that person's willing to take the responsibility. And, or you're a type of person who sees that and just shrieks in horror because that implies that when you make a decision, you're going to be held responsible for the consequences of that decision. And I think that's the big divide, not so much that I'm a trickster, which I I mean, come on, I obviously am. I mean, I love I love being a trickster. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah I think that I would be, you know, and I yeah, I think I would be doing this regardless of you know whatever society i was in i would be you know i'm also jewish so of course i'm just going to be <laughs> undermining i'm undermining whatever uh you know yes. it's my my destiny to bite the hand that feeds no matter what um let's let's talk about uh wait wait i want i got one, i got one more thing i want to say that it's like okay. but i think that the king inter the king traditionally integrates that into the system a jester is a useful feedback thing for true, the king right. Yeah, you'd be right? a jester. But to be but a really you, good jester, you gotta you kind of want to kill the king, right? You gotta like, I don't think you have to <laughs> want to kill the king. I think you just have to be you have to be sharp enough to see the flaws when everyone else is playing the game. Sure. Yeah, a, that's, a great that's jester. What I think a jester. Like is. great jesters in history. What and it's also, isn't it amazing that like the Joker is now our like, you know, egregore that everybody agrees is like what we need yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like we need this jester, but there's no king. So it's like, who is the jester? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. No, yeah. I mean, look, I, of course, agree with with uh, this perspective. I just I don't know. I, I as I always say to the mold bug people, it's like I, I agree with the critiques. I just don't think going back to a singular monarchy. And that's not even really what what Yarvin wants. Yarvin wants like a like a technocrat. Yeah, like well, I'm, look, I'm Musk. not. I'm not. You know, that's what he I'm wants. not Yarvin. I'm not Yarvin. And I believe yeah. I believe, you know, like I believe fundamentally in in uh, in and this sounds even more backwards. I, I believe fundamentally in feudalism mm -hmm. in the sense that I think that everything should be devolved like. You know, so like, and this is I'll use a software analogy because you know now you mentioned old bug. And it's like everything should just be like you have your interfaces, right? And and one interface should just be the family, and the family has a head. And that's it. And like the head of the family is the head of the family. Sure. Yeah. And 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 then informally, the head of the family has to deal with other families, and because families are intertwined with other families and that kind of thing. But at a formal level. It, everything devolves to one man in charge of something and, yeah. and the king has to have the king has to have feudal lords under him and the feudal lords have to be in charge of their things and the feudal lords have to have power and then at the same time you get the problem where the king wants to weaken his feudal lords but if he weakens his yeah. feudal lords yes. too much that means he empowers his own bureaucracy and then his own bureaucracy decides they don't need the king and then, yes. then you get the french revolution like yeah. that's obviously the the that's obviously the fail case but i feel like that hopefully we've learned from from the century where all the monarchies failed due to that. I feel like hopefully we've learned something. And I think that monarchy as a whole can learn from things like that because literally the king's life is at stake 
for not learning that lesson correctly. I don't think it's a systematic flaw that's something that you can't learn, just like I think the problems with democracy are things you can't learn your way out of. Sure, sure. So, like, um, okay, so, before sorry, we go, let's talk about yeah. football. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Ravens. Love, I love football. <laughs> did you did you did you have are you the one are you the one who wrote the thread are you the one who wrote the thread about how like why like reactionaries should love yes. football yeah I did. so good it was such a, a good thread. um oh yeah yeah it was just on Substack. but uh i don't know maybe somebody else wrote a thread on that but it was i i wrote the the Substack article did you was it a thread that you saw or was it i a... think i think i saw i think i saw i think i think i, I clicked on a thing and then i, I went to Substack and i read on yeah Substack. it was such, yeah, a, that was such a good one you want you want to go through the reasons because i freaking love them well uh you know what i've been loving is sailor point uh posting mm. about it i got him i think i sparked him he's posted about it before but i think i hope that i uh sparked his interest in it again i mean the thing that's been really interesting to me is the overwhelming abundance of mulatto and again like are we really yeah. not allowed to say mulatto is that bad i don't i don't know you're supposed, i think you're i really don't care but it's, it's annoying to say, to say mixed, mixed race because oh sorry mixed race yeah yeah, yeah no anyway but, the, but you have all these half black half white quarterbacks it's like overwhelming yeah. the statistic it's yeah. like crazy how yeah. overwhelmingly dominant they are and then you have all these mulattoes you have the taylor swift obviously fake relationship thing <laughs> and then you have Lamar Jackson, who I was totally anti Lamar because I hate running quarterbacks. I hate the fact that he's being, you know, pushed up because he's a black quarterback. But then I started watching Lamar and I fucking fell in love with him because he yeah. hates the media. He's a total yep. gangster and yep. he's so fucking dominant. You know, he's like, he, like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't play like a white quarterback, but he's so dominant on the field. No, no, no he's here's the here's thing, thrill. the thing though. I feel like he doesn't, he doesn't, because obviously, I think what he did is, is what he, he's, he's sort of, I want to say he's like a pioneer basically in playing because if you were, if you were a running quarterback, you have a massive advantage passing, right? Because you have this advantage that. The defense has to have one extra guy to guard you. Like the Manning, you, 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 watch, the, you watch the Manning cast, I assume, on the Monday Night Football game. Right? I, I have before. I don't watch it frequently, but I've watched it several times. Yeah. They, they always talk about how like like Eli and Peyton, Eli and Peyton were like, they're like, ah, I never had a spot. Because like the, the defense, defense will put out for the for the football unaware, the defense will put out uh, uh, normal is you have four rushers. And if you have a quarterback that's a threat to run, if the, the pass rush gets to him, the pass rush gets to him, it leaves holes in front of him that the quarterback can run through if he's fast enough. So if a quarterback is a running quarterback or a scrambling quarterback, the defense will leave one guy like close to the line who's not guarding any potential receivers. Yeah, they used to call that, and a, that guy's spy. Called a spy. Yeah, they still, yeah spy. Right. Yeah, that's a spy. Yeah. yeah. So he's spying the quarterback. Yeah. And the Mannings always joke with each other. He's like, hey, Eli. Did they ever have a spy on you? He's like, no, no, Peyton, they never, they never did. And so, but the joke is that, like, if you think about it, defense only has 11 guys on the field. So if you have a spy, it means that the defenses you're passing against simply have one fewer guy in coverage. They have one fewer man in coverage. So it is easier to pass on a defense that has one fewer guy in coverage than it is for a defense that has one more guy in coverage. Obviously, it's a big advantage. So, but Lamar sort of developed like the the key is that you have to be able to both run and you know keep your foot speed and keep your ability to run through your career, and then also learn how to pass, how to how to take advantage of the defense having one being down a man. 
which is which is you know like not an instant thing which it's easier to do as a rookie i think and i think that the running quarterbacks have an advantage when they're younger and that, that they lose over time because once you get slow enough that they don't need to spy anymore then all of a sudden your your mid career and everything you learned in the NFL is out the window and you're like oh my god i have to pass against a defense out of seven guys instead of six yeah and it's like wow how do i do that but, but yeah you're but saying now, lamar lamar seems to yeah. lamar seems to i mean look he's got 800 something rushing yards and he's like he's got 800 and something rushing yards which is like 300 ahead of josh allen who runs in a very different style than he runs and he's got like 900 fewer passing yards than tua who led the league in passing yards who had 38 rushing yards this year wow. after he notoriously yeah and, well because after he had notorious he was a runner earlier in his career and then last last year he goes and gets ba- massively concussed in one game yeah. and then and then he comes back early and he gets concussed again and then like they kind of don't admit it and they put him back in the game and then it gets concussed a third time and yeah. they're like and then he misses multiple weeks and they're like yeah they're, we're not taking any more chances with the, with with Tua yeah but, yeah so, but you're saying so, but, that what do you say? Why are you Lamar seems Lamar seems to actually Lamar seems to actually do a lot of damage passing, yeah. and he uses the threat of the run to do a lot of damage passing, and and he yeah. seems to be playing playing it well, and he seems to seems to be doing that. And his team is fantastic. The defense on the team is is great. But like they're an overall they're a balanced team. They're a, they're a very interesting team. I, I'm very I'm very the two good games today. I'm excited to see them. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about running quarterbacks generally is like, if you look at the Ravens offense in the fourth quarter, it's very bad. And that's because they get exhausted. Mm. You know, you, when you're running around, every play is a broken play, which I hate. Yeah. And so every play lasts, I mean, you look at the Ravens, every play lasts like 10 seconds more than any other team because do you have a stat on that? That would be really interesting to see. Yeah. I, well, I, all I, I don't know about the actual time of play, but I do know that if you, it's, it's amazing. If you look at their fourth quarter stats, they really do poorly in the fourth quarter. And I've always thought that the reason why historically you want to, you want to hear something wild. I'm I'm pulling this up right now. Okay. So Lamar Jackson has 450, 457 pass attempts, right. And 148 rushing attempts for 605. And it's, you know, there's, there's going to be stuff missing 600. Well, okay. That's not, that's not that different. 605 plays on the year that Lamar Lamar made, and he didn't miss any games this year. And he's playing Patrick Mahomes who had 597 pass attempts and 75 rushing attempts for 672. So so Patrick Mahomes ran 10% more plays on the year than Lamar did. Okay. So, yeah. But what does that have to do with what we're talking Well, in other words, if the plays are longer, you're running fewer of them. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So, well, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good point. I All I know is watching the Ravens and knowing that fourth quarter thing just makes me believe. And also, we have to, we have to say, running quarterbacks, Josh Allen, White, Black, it doesn't matter, they're not successful. You know, historically, running quarterbacks do not win Super Bowls. And, you yeah. know, people people say... Well, it depends. Okay, can I ask you, is uh, is Steve Young a running quarterback? Yeah, right. No. I mean, he's... Sure, he could he's run. He's a scrambler, he ran a not little a runner, bit. Yeah, he scrambles a, a little bit, but he's yeah. not... You know, we're talking about truly the black college quarterback style of play yeah. where everything yeah. is kind of a broken play. You never know whether they're going to they're gonna run or not. Michael Vick, Michael yeah. Vick was like this... Josh Allen is like this a lot. You know, he basically plays yeah. like college quarterback style of quarterback. In other words, anybody that they will call QB power as a play. 
Like yes. a play, yeah. you, anybody yeah. that you have a quarterback where you will call a designed run. You'll call for a designed run for your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or an option. Yeah. I think that, like Miami yeah. runs these option plays. Well, no, but Miami, I don't know what, I don't know. I haven't checked this year, but like Miami last year, almost every play was an RPO. That yeah, they were right. They were running RPO more off run pat RPO is a run pass option. Yeah, they were running which is RPOs. rare. They used to never run options in in the pros. Yeah. That used to be like no, only a college thing. Yeah, but it's um, you know it's it's you. I don't know. I love I love I love the strategic complexity of football. I really do. It's so cool. It's it's just it, what's amazing about football, and this is what I wrote about in that article, is that it is like one thousand times more complicated than the next sport. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the complexity level, it's not even remotely close to, to no, it's the not. next it's thing. The, yeah. I mean, I guess baseball would be the number two. Well, here's even here's, baseball's here's, not even close to as complicated. You want to hear a you want to hear a fun tidbit of of why like why why and how football is so complicated? Okay, so no other sport has the concept of trick plays. Mm. Like, you know, if you That's think about it, like. It's like an outgrowth of complexity. No other sport has a, a trick play. Right. Like what, do you, what, what, what other sport can you do a trick play? Well, with? baseball Unless has the bunt or the hidden ball trick. Yeah, the, but those right, are like could, yeah. tricks more than trick plays. You right. know, what it's I mean? not a trick play. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess the bunt would. I be mean, that's closest, splitting right? hairs a little bit, but I think yeah. that like yeah. just the idea that football has this massive variety of trick plays you can run yeah. shows how complicated it is as a sport and how much it's like metagame dependent in a lot it's of like compared to soccer it's like literally like a five course meal at the nicest restaurant in the yeah. world compared to like taco <laughs> you know yeah I mean? yeah like it is it is so much more complicated and this is yeah. why I Anthony, hate soccer. Anthony I hate brown soccer. slop that you like. That's soccer. Yeah, yeah I said seed, <laughs> soccer is the seed oils of sports. It's just I like have to this say. bland, global, like like sort of. It's just this like brown mass of a sport. You know, I, I, look, yeah. look. Here's here's the thing though. I love sports. Like just yeah. all sports, any athletic competition, I love it. And. When the World Cup is on, you can I can I can appreciate it for what it is. Like it's great. It's great to watch. It's like the players. There's a lot more. There's a lot. There's a lot of individual decision making that the players are making, even if it's not as strategically complicated. There's a lot of gracefulness. There's a lot of like skill. It's something that's very difficult to develop skill with, like control the ball with your feet. It's like very, I don't know. I find it interesting, even though it's not my favorite. I watched it this this last year. I watched the World Cup because you know I, I was just like everybody's watching the World Cup, and I watched it, <laughs> and I was like disgusted. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is so stupid. It is so dumb. Everybody always says, yeah, it's so, it's so uh, you know, it's, I'm not, it's the beautiful game. game. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, look, it's, it's so beautiful. And I was just overwhelmed with this feeling of like, the globalists love soccer. They fucking yeah. love soccer because it's so dumb. It's so rudimentary. It's so not complex. It's very cheap. They can sell it for tons of money. You yeah. know, it's like anybody can play it. Any, like any dumb, stupid country can like figure it out. You know, I, I think and a, it's lot, like, a lot of it in America is the Hicklib thing. Like the Hicklibs love yeah, soccer. Hicklibs love soccer. Oh, dude. Because it's a thumb in the eye of the local it's, football dude, no, fans. No, LA, yeah. um, we have this team in LA, the new, the LAFC. It's the LAFC team here. Oh, okay. And there's a new uh, stadium. 
it is i have you go to like a like a dad's or like a kid's birthday party on the like yeah. in uh, northeast la where i live and it's like hipster central over here right you will see every dad decked out in lafc gear oh, because they're like i love the lfc i love the lfc because it's like an F you to football because they're very concerned about the violence of football. So oh, we love this global game that is, that is soccer, you know, like it's the most, yeah. it's just drives me crazy. I mean, in all honesty, if you're concerned about the violence in football, like flag football is an amazing sport. Like flag also, football is great. <laughs> yeah. No, you know. I, it should be violent, dude. I, I was the biggest yeah. physical pussy in the world. I played football. I survived. I got completely destroyed and wrecked, but I'm fine. You know, like, I mean, if look, I can I survive like, football, anybody can survive football. I love I love violence. Right. And, I, you know, I, uh, I, I love violence. I love sports. I love physical. I love physical violence. But like the thing is, it's like you're going to play a sport for X number of years. You're going to live your life in your body forever, you know, until yeah. you're dead. That's and true. like the thing is, it's like wrecking, wrecking your, you know, getting like brain injuries is is not something that i think is like uh like advisable to do i think it's like it's gonna go you to... gotta learn how to do it and i feel like a couple of years in it is good but yeah. like you can't but look adults don't play football for a reason adults don't play recreational tackle football right that just doesn't exist yeah that's true no you're right whereas they can play yeah. recreational basketball they can play recreational yeah. soccer, soccer but that's all the more yeah. reason why football is awesome it's like the, yeah, it it's the only yeah. gladiatorial thing that yeah. you can well, play. It's even on, more violent than boxing. You know, adults well, box. it's more violent than boxing because boxing is yeah. I feel like the the demonstration, well, all right. But like I MMA though, I think is MMA is the ultimate gladiatorial thing. Though. Right. Well, and that's why everybody keeps saying to me, like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. Football, it's like the longhouse is gonna destroy football. Nobody's gonna be able to play it because it's too dangerous. I think it's going to go totally the opposite direction as America gets more like uh, divided economically, right? Like as the top rises higher and higher and the bottom goes lower and lower and the middle class like disappears, disappears. Yeah. The, the more like divided your society is that way, the more violent the bread and circuses get. So it's like, I think mm. that we're witnessing like a momentary intervention of the longhouse, but I think we're going straight in the UFC direction. Like the violence of sports is actually going to skyrocket over Interesting. time. You know, like okay. I think it's not going to, it's not going to get less violent. It's actually going to get like more and more violent and women are just going to slowly tune out. <laughs> you, you, like it, it, right now, men, men and women, we see politically, they're completely dividing in two. Oh yeah. So I think that pretty much sports will just be the domain of men and women just won't really engage with them. And they'll just get more like, it'll get more and more violent. Like there'll be more football. There'll be more MMA. I mean, uh, the thing is that the direction that they're going in football is I don't want to say that they're trying to take violence out of the game, but they're trying to like, they're like, look, these guys are like highly talented guys that we train for years and years and years you know, maybe don't have the idea. Like there used to be an idea of what they would call. Like, have you heard this? I don't know how long you've been a football fan for a hospital ball. No. Where like if the quarter a quarterback throws a certain route to a, a drag or a slant route to a wide yeah. receiver over the middle of the field that like it'll be open to get the first down. But if he throws it a little high, it's a hospital ball because the safety is going to be there. And yeah. he's going to just do a, a vicious helmet to helmet hit. And the wide receiver is going to get concussed and he's going to yeah. go to the hospital. Right. So, but they don't have that anymore because you can't hit a defenseless receiver that way. So they took that out because why do you want like these wide receivers who are like very skilled at their thing 
to not be playing. You know what I mean? Why do you want the game to be decided? Because we like love that? violence and we love destruction. Dude, I'm yeah, a big like, Rams fan. Tyler Higby got oh God. fucking wrecked he did. By, by, the, ACL, by the Lions. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I was sad, but I was also like, damn, that's why I watch. You know, I watch for that exact play. You know, I watched. That was the end of I. I think that's the end of Tyler Higby. He was on his way out anyway. Yeah, and, he was. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, there's probably a, well, the end of Tyler. Higgins. Tight ends, no, tight ends like, have a little bit longer of a career because they're because yeah. they're they, they take longer to they take longer to reach their peak and they 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 have a little bit of a longer career than like wide receivers. Yeah. But yeah, like ACL is a tough a torn ACL. It's a tough injury to come back from. But I don't know. Look, look. I mean, I like. I like the element of physical striving in football. I love the offensive line versus defensive line play. I think that's great. I think it's great to watch. I think that's like great to like see. And but the thing I like about football is the the strategy and the, the strategic complexity. And I feel like hurting the guy on the other team is not like shouldn't be like like an yeah, option for how to how to foreclose certain offensive strategies. Yeah, I that's would. Fair. I mean, that's just just how I see it and how 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 and what I like about football. And like, if you want to see two guys trying to hurt each other, I, I that's just what the, that's what UFC is for. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. That's what MMA is for. That's fair. You know, yeah. Um. So, what do you got in these games? Who who do you got? We have we have uh, Ravens versus Chiefs. Obvious. Okay. First of all, what do you think about the Taylor Swift thing? Fake women. The most base women are so pissed at me for saying that the, it's fake, that the relationship between Taylor and, uh, and Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey is fake. They're so mad. They're like lividly I mean, angry when you say this. It, it, it fits the it fits the pattern. But OK, so here's here's the way it, I'm going to I'll lay out the case first as I see it. It fits the pattern of celebrity who needs a boost in some way having a relationship with a sports star who also needs a media boost like do you remember aaron Rodgers allegedly had a relationship with olivia munn yeah yep do you remember that from years yeah, ago totally. that's like a classic like that was a pr know, relationship because he's that's gay a but rogers is gay and he was Probably. like all right i'll take i'll take uh yeah you know i'll uh, yeah. whatever I'll, I'll date whoever he also dated uh the other that was obviously another PR relationship. What's her another name? PR Danica Patrick? Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah, that one. yeah. He's yeah. he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do these PR relationships. Why not? Yeah, but like, no. yeah. The thing is, okay. So that's one element. That's one element arguing, and, and then and Travis Kelsey. Tra, you know, Taylor's motivation is it gets her name out there. It makes an interesting storyline for her. It makes her a little bit bigger. Travis's motivation is just his career is coming to an end, as you can see. Like his numbers are down this year. He had. 984 receiving yards this year and five yeah, touchdowns and last year he's slow he's not catching as well yeah he's really yeah. not even close well to teams the are focused teams are focusing on him because because yeah. they don't really have a lot of other threatening receivers until Rasheed Rice who's a rookie kind of emerged at the end of the year but like yeah he's he's definitely lost a little bit of a step and you know but but okay so that's 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 the motivation for Taylor and for Kelsey arguing against it I, I don't know. I mean, who else do you think Taylor Swift is going to go for? I mean, you know, like, do you think she's a lesbian? Like, I don't think lesbians really exist. Like, yeah, no, who's she going to go exist, for? But uh, uh, no, so okay, there's you're you're overlooking a lot of other evidence here. Right? Go, go. So, so the key to me is the Jason Kelsey uh, promotion. So okay. Jason Kelsey, Travis's yeah. brother, who's a yeah, center. The center, the center. Nobody, of the in, there has never been anybody that cares about a center in football ever. 
<laughs> There's right. never been a center that anybody gives yeah. a shit about. I mean, hardcore football fans do. But yeah, that's it. yeah. He was ranked uh, in runner-up for sexiest man in the world by People Magazine. You see, there's a there's a documentary that suddenly exists on Amazon about the Kelsey brothers, right? Uh, there, he's on the cover now again, Jason Kelsey with Travis. These all simultaneously happen as Travis becomes face of Pfizer, who is yeah. hemorrhaging money, right? Right. The, the Pfizer is absolutely hemorrhaging money. They need a miracle, right? Right. The election's coming up. All these things happened concurrently, right? It's not like okay. Taylor Swift had been dating Travis Kelsey for like two years, and right. then we got all these commercials. <laughs> the news of of Kelsey and Travis, or Kelsey and, and Tra uh, Taylor, Taylor, came out concurrently with him being suddenly the face of Pfizer, right? On her end, it's a little bit harder to understand why. We know they met her through her publicist, which is like, okay. And then on her side, it's a little bit harder to understand. I think she wants Biden, right? She wants. She's against Trump. Pfizer's, of course, against Trump. Are you are you uh, sure that she's against Trump? Isn't she? Isn't she like I mean doesn't she show for Dems? Yeah, but but okay, but you know, yes, probably or or at least to some extent, but at the same time I don't know if that says any more about what she really wants than anything that you sure. know about. Okay, a so I don't know, but all I know is that in the past she has showed for Dems, whether that was for yeah. money or for you know, we don't know. Also, she went against uh like the Jews, she went hard against yeah, when she Scooter Braun. Re you know what I'm she saying? Recorded all of her stuff. So she's got some like some like favors to pay, but behind right. the scenes, okay. you know, you okay. know what I'm all saying? Right. Now that makes okay, that makes sense on her end. Yeah, Having so favors they, to pay back for for like like sort of like yeah, like the redemption thing that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay, right. So I, I mean, I don't again, I don't have like a clear idea necessarily of why exactly. But I think this is all so, you know, according to Bernays, Bernays's book is not very good about propaganda. But the one takeaway from Bernays's book about propaganda, the way I put it is that propaganda is not a poster. It's an economy. And yes. the way that the way that he puts it is that propaganda is like a moment in culture that's created by like three or more private institutions and private people that have a shared goal. And those people come together to create a well, story, right? Okay, so uh, here's a story about him, right? Him, Bernays, and Bernays himself. He, because uh, he was a, he was, I believe he was a, he was a PR guy in, in, you know, like he, in addition to writing about it. But I think there was yeah, like no, this he, one the dude. He was that's his yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, so but he was like there was like this one movie that he was trying to shill for, and like he goes and he gets like some like woman to be outraged about it and show yeah. up there with like a sign and protest it. But at the same time, he also calls the press and has the press come over and like. In in other words, he it takes multiple actors working in totally. concert to make it a thing. And there's, like you said, an ecosystem of where everybody's getting paid. Some, yeah. Well, you have some people that are getting paid and then you have some people that are chasing clout. And yeah. then like the idea is you want to make your your thing that you can pay for big enough that it catches on enough that the clout chasers can go after it. Uh, yeah. That everybody like like we're talking about it. Right. You, you yes. weren't paid by this. I wasn't paid by it. I right. mean, you know. You know, I, I only take up. 
No, I yeah, only take uh, Lana Bucks. I only take Teal Bucks, or or now that as Loma has informed us, Teal is out, and I take Lana Bucks now. Yeah, take uh, Lana who? Del Rey Bucks. Oh, Lana, Lana Del, Del Rey. Rey Bucks. Lana Del Rey yeah. Bucks. Nice. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah, no. So th- totally, I think that this is, and I think that what we're gonna see is look, flyover state. They're white. You know, they're the 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 Kelseys. The Kelseys and Taylor are going to start shilling against Trump like very soon. And that's yeah. what this is. This is all a setup for that. This is like mm-hmm. telegraphed. They're so good at building these little moments in culture. And yeah. I think Pfizer basically just approached Taylor and approached the Kelsey's. You know, they probably had some connection to Kelsey. Uh, they were thinking they were like, who can we get? That's a flyover state thing. And then they were probably like, well, Travis isn't enough. Can we get both brothers? Right. I, I actually, I think it's, it's on the, I think the, on way- the Eagles, the Eagles might win the Super Bowl. And they're in Pennsylvania, <laughs> you know? So I think that they just probably gave all these people $200 million. And they were I like, think, all right, I think, I think the people. way you described it, I think the way you described it is, is, um, and again, I'm not I'm not necessarily endorsing it, but I'm just just thinking through the implications. Um, you know that Travis Kelsey actually like feels like he he owes Jason Kelsey like like quite a debt because like Travis Kelsey was considered like a troublemaker and like didn't didn't necessarily get the chance wasn't necessarily going to get the chance in college football, and his brother like vouched for him like his brother uh, was like the much more solid, hardworking guy. Yeah. And the way you described it is very much like a like a like a like a favor to Jason Kelsey in a yeah. lot of ways because it raised Jason Kelsey's profile more than anything else has. Yeah, like at he, least yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah, was so. like, all right, you yeah, I'll take it, but you gotta help, you know, part yeah, of the you deal help is out my Jason. brother. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. help Jason too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can see that, and again, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other, but but look, here's the, here's the flip side, and the flip side is just this: is like. Who do you think Taylor Swift would wind up with? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be a guy who's famous, and it's got to be a guy who's famous. Like, do you remember like the whole thing about uh, what the hell is it, Jonah Hill and um, and like his surfer Instagram girl? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so like he he was like he famously kind of flamed out because it's like he wanted her like he famously flamed out that relationship with her because he was like, look, like you're hanging out with cool, hot surfer guys. And yeah, it makes me <laughs> feel like, and, and like, you know, the reality is just, is like at a primal level, they're more masculine than he is. Even if he's higher status than any surfer guy, he's not higher status than a, than a Jack surfer guy when they're on the beach. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. just higher status in society. But the thing is, it's this is the reverse right taylor swift is higher higher status than travis kelsey but anybody in the same room with them is not going to mog travis kelsey right yeah i mean the guy's a physical specimen he's huge he's strong he's like he's a he's a fantastic athlete like the joke is that like like he's got like a like a huge fan base among among like black women too they're like well, i don't know about because... i don't know about white men but i, I get with travis kelsey like, I'm confident that he's gay. I I really stand by this. I think that he's like for sure gay. I mean, like again, maybe. there's no such thing as gay people either, right? There's there's no such thing as lesbians. Yeah. There's no such thing as gay people. You know, right. he, I think that he's like attracted to men, but uh, maybe you know, and like I think he also did the black girl thing for a while. But he's probably like on the down low. I get that. He's probably like fucking injecting meth and like fucking oh, guys for so days. So, yeah, I mean, but, if if okay, so I don't want to like like. It, making your case for you that would give him his connection with Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. So um, I think to answer your question though, of who would she be with otherwise? I don't think pop stars, female pop stars or male pop stars 
at that level of fame, I don't think they have relationships. I don't think that that's, it would not make any sense. What kind of pop star that is going on tour could possibly have a relationship with anybody? You mean female pop star in particular? Female or male. But I no, mean, like, male, really, is, male you, is very different because male is like, look, the thing, yeah. the thing about being a man is just, you know, like if, if, if women are throwing ass at you constantly, you're like, yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. But right. if you're female, it's like, you don't want, you know, random dick when you go from town to town because you don't need to be a female pop star. But you're star not to get getting that. any dick. It's, you're so, think of how intense that pressure is. Like you, there's no way that you're, it's not like you're hanging around watching Netflix with Travis Kelsey. Like she is so keyed in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're, they're but I don't know. I mean, she lives a day-to-day life though. You know what I mean? She's not, they don't like, they don't freeze her in a Ziploc bag and take her out for, take her out for concerts. Like what right. does she do? Where, what does she wake up in the morning and do? I mean, obviously she wakes up in the morning. She's got a, a ton of money. So she doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do really. I think but, she's probably working every second of the day. And I and I think that this relationship is probably just like work. Like, you know, like this, did Lady, Lady Gaga have a boyfriend when she was touring? Like, no, they don't, did Madonna? I mean, like who was Madonna? Madonna dated people, but it was all these like publicity things. It wasn't like real, you know? Like it was always like some ridiculous relationship. I I, I, They're not like actors cool. and actresses where it's like, you know, you have long periods where you're not working I don't know. Call me a sucker. Call me a sucker. But I, I believe that I believe that like people have a need for human like contact. That's true. I mean, of course, like people have a need for somebody that, like people have a need yeah. for somebody that you can talk to as a peer. You know what I yeah, mean? And even yeah, if like yeah. and it's so, like the thing is when you're when you're Taylor Swift, the thing is, except for a very few except for men in a, in a stratosphere, there's no man that you can talk to that's a peer, you know? Well, and Travis Kelsey sure as fuck isn't a peer. Well, Travis Kelsey, the problem is, is like, is, you know, it, but okay. But here's the thing. I don't think he's as dumb as he, as he makes himself out to be. I don't know how smart he is, but I don't think he's as dumb as he makes himself out to be. Yeah. And you know, like Taylor Swift is not a genius herself either. Like, you know, she's musically talented and she's got some stuff, but you know, she's not, you know. I've met her. I met her once. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's, she's totally unremarkable in, in, yeah. She's that's very, the imp- that's the impression yeah, I have. She's of not so, I mean, I, I didn't talk to her for any amount of time at all, but it's not, you would never notice her. Like if you were out at a club, you wouldn't be like, that girl's beautiful. She just looks like kind of a tall, normal, like yeah. she looks like a very tall girl that went to your high school and played volleyball. Like basically, that's, I mean, you know, that, like what that, she... that's, a, that sounds pretty good to me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. All I'll right. So it. who do you got in these games? Let's let's finish with that. I, I mean, okay, so so I think that I think that the Chiefs Ravens is 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 probably uh is is a tough is, wow. Okay, so Chiefs are Chiefs are four and a half point underdogs. Um I don't know, I can never pick over against the spread. The over under is the over under is 45 on the game, and the, the money line is plus 185 wow, on the Chiefs. 45. That's a high scoring. 44 game. is the over under. Oh 44. wow, okay. Four and a half. So they're the four, spread. they're minus they're plus four and a half, the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think that like, I don't know. The Ravens haven't been tested. The Ravens haven't, well, the Ravens look during the regular season, beat a lot of good teams. They killed um, the Niners who are supposedly yeah. the best team. So 
Yeah, well, the Niners, the Niners definitely look like one of the best teams. But yeah, they they be, they they had a bunch of good wins against a bunch of good teams, which is a very strong indicator. Look, analytically, I'm going to say that the logical pick is to pick is to pick the Ravens, right? And I'm going to say I absolutely cannot pick against Mahomes. Yeah, in, in, in the like playoffs, a playoff it's game really like this, hard to put yeah. Because I because I feel like it's just like he he brings his game to just a different level that he. In other words, he puts it all out there in a way that he doesn't put it all out there during the regular season because they're going to be good enough in the regular season to win the division anyway. So yeah. I feel like he brings it to another level. And the Detroit-San Francisco game is, I think that the Niners are a big favorite, but I don't think that the I don't think that the Lions are the Lions don't have no chance in this game. The Lions have a good chance. The Lions have a chance to win this game, but I think that the Niners are going to dominate. What's the line on that one? Niners is uh Niners are seven point favorites. Oof, so Lions wow. plus seven. seven. But look get get this, get the money the money line on the Lions is plus two eighty and the Niners are minus three fifty. Wow. So like that the 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 non-spread thing is like the, the Lions are real underdogs out there. Yeah. And the over under in that game is fifty one and a half. Like the Niners were a very dominant team. I mean, not as uh, uh advanced analytics wise, the most dominant team, one of the most dominant teams of all time is this year's Ravens. But I don't know. I just I have trouble I have trouble against my in the play. I mean the the Niners suck in the playoffs though. I mean so do the so do the Lions. But the Niners they should have lost that game to Green Bay. They barely, yeah. barely won. Without that yep. missed field goal, they would have they would have yep. lost. Or at least yep. it would have gone to overtime. I yeah. I I think you never pick the Shanahan Niners in the in the playoffs, they always lose. They always choke. They're kind of similar to the. I don't look. I don't look. Last year, you can't. I feel like this is a different team, and I don't think you can say that they choked last year because they were playing without a quarterback. Like yeah. Purdy got hurt during the game, and then they had the second quarterback was hurt. Like like they, they had no. He got hurt in the what that was uh, during the game against the, the Eagles, the and Eagles he was game. literally lining up out there, and the Eagles re- and they're like he can't pass. He had his arm in such a way that he could not pass. And the Eagles realized that they were going to hand off every play and they handed off every play. And they're like, the Eagles just dominated the game yeah. from that point forward. I don't know. I think, yeah. And I mean, you're right. Of course I, and Purdy, and Purdy sucked last game. He, he was really bad. No, it wasn't good. And wasn't so good. he, I think in the playoffs, he's just, I think they're one of these teams that just doesn't get out of the, the playoffs. Okay. This, this we'll Niners teams, yeah. I think they want it too bad. So I'm picking the Lions, and and the Lions I think want it really badly, and like, yeah, you, you want a little bit of like you want to be a little bit dumb in the playoffs. That's when the Rams won a few years ago. What was great about the Rams is that like Matthew Stafford is like kind of like a dummy, <laughs> and you want that because it's like he just Stafford plays the same no matter what. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't get rattled. He just shows up, he throws an interception, it doesn't rattle him. The yep. Rams won the Super Bowl because we were like very had like ice in our veins. Like we didn't really care that much. You know, it's like it wasn't yeah. well, that big I mean, of a deal. Yeah. Whereas the Niners strike me as they just they want it too badly. And okay. so they're not going to get it. You know, that's always the Bills lose for the same reason. They want it too bad. And so they oh, just chill. Bills were killing me. I was rooting for the Bills all season yeah. long. Yeah. And like, I love their comeback at the end of the year because they went from like a team, oh, they might miss the playoffs. And in the last game of the season, they beat yeah. the Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins to take the second seed. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, that's a that was a big jump. If they lose that, they're like the they're the seven seed and they're the last team in the playoffs. And then instead, they got to lose to Kansas City at home instead of uh, instead of losing to Kansas City on the road. Yeah, <laughs> actually, no, they'd be playing the Ravens. They they would have played the Ravens last week if they lost that game to Miami in the last game of the regular season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the Bills. I, I right. Yeah, the Bills were fun to watch, but anyway. Yeah. So I got I got uh, I'm gonna do the opposite picks of you. I'm picking. Okay. I'm picking Ravens and I'm picking Lions. I think that that's going to be, but we'll see. We will see. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and release this episode so people can hear our picks uh, before the game. But um, okay, yeah, no, no, get a re- get a release because because otherwise it's like a week later people are listening to it. They're like, they'll wow. be like, I don't care about this, right? Yeah, okay. that's why I'm also one of the reasons I'm trying to be a little measured about it. Is like, look, I think the Lions have a chance, but I think that if a game's going to turn into a blowout, that one's going to turn into a blowout, and I'm reluctant to pick against Mahomes. And if Kansas City loses, I think it'll be on a last minute drive by one of the two teams. Okay, wait. If Kansas City loses, it will be on a last-minute drive between one season. Okay, yeah. that's a good prediction. That's a good prediction. Yeah. I think we're going to see... In other words, it'll be a one-possession game with under two minutes to go, and somebody will have the ball. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. hope. I, I yeah. think it's going to be like a dominant performance from Lamar. I think Lamar is going to fucking bring it today in a way that we've like never seen it before. I think Mahomes is going to pay play fantastically. He always is so good in the playoffs. You never yeah. ever want to count him out, but I think he just won't be able to overcome the like the p- power of the Ravens. Like, I think the Ravens just like really want it so bad, really? and in like in a good way. And then on the other hand, I I don't know. I mean, like again, I'm going with my gut here. I'm not going with like my mind, but like I wouldn't put any money on this. But in terms of the Lions. Uh, I think Purdy's going to get scared. He's going to get hit. They're going to hit him really hard. They The reason the Rams lost to the Lions is they just beat the shit out of us. They, like, hit yeah. us so hard. They were, they're, they're, like, a very hard team. Yeah. And I think they're just going to, like, smash Purdy, and Purdy's going to freak out, and they're just going to have no plan and kind of crumble. But uh, anyway, all right. Good predictions. Right. Uh, thank you for joining, man. This was a, a really great conversation. So I this I is great, man. Thank you for having me. For sure, brother. Uh, stay in touch. Absolutely. All right. Wait. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Where do we? Do yeah. you have anything we should send people? I to? don't have anything to plug yet. Um. I'm actually. Uh. I'm actually in the planning stages of uh, creating a regular podcast. Oh, so nice. haven't done it yet, but uh, but I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna have a pod eventually. And I got a Substack that I have no articles on, but I was planning <laughs> on putting one up on. And I have a, look, I got a Twitter feed. I'm uh, I'm a Kafefe Anon on Twitter. C O V F E F E A N O N. One of the best. And anytime you ask like somebody who knows what they're talking about, like the short list of people you should follow, you're always like number one. I've noticed that. Like oh, anytime you. I'm like, who should we follow? Everybody's they they always list you and then like a couple others. This device. Isn't like, a spaceship. The, you're the poster's poster. <laughs> it's a time machine. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Goes backwards, forwards. It takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called the wheel. It's called the carousel. It was the best time of our lives. Getting money was all we ever did.